I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at RAINnetwork.com. Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emma Kami, and I'll be your host for today's episode. On July 25th, China replaced recently appointed Foreign Minister Qin Gong with CCP Foreign Policy Chief Wang Yi. This followed Qin's one-month absence from the public eye, leading many foreign analysts to speculate about the reasons for the shakeup and its impacts for China's relations with the world. Here to discuss this is Chase Blazik, an Asia-Pacific analyst at RAIN. Welcome, Chase. Good to talk to you again, Emma. Good to talk to you as well. To start us off with uh, basic questions, what happened here and is it normal and why might this have happened in the first place? So as far as the what happened, you, you covered it pretty well. There's still a lot of unknowns here and, and very few details. Basically, he was gone from the public view for a month. There was speculation. He was politically purged. He was sick. Um, we had no idea. All we really had was uh, one note from the Chinese foreign ministry. Uh, I believe when Qin Gong couldn't attend a uh, foreign minister's median meeting uh, of ASEAN foreign ministers, uh, they just said he had some health issues. Uh, and so that's literally all the information we have at this point on Qin Gong. Um, so that's sort of the, the what. Um, well, that that and they've they've started taking his name down from the foreign ministry's website, uh, which when that what coincides with a demotion, that usually means there's some sort of political shakeup happening. Either you've, you've um, had some sort of crime that you're involved in, or you got on the wrong side of some political leader, or what have you. We still don't know, um, but that's what this sort of purging information can tend to mean. Um, so those are the only details we have right now. Um, and these sorts of disappearances in Chinese high politics are actually kind of common. Um, the, the current leader of China himself, Xi Jinping, he disappeared for a couple weeks uh, prior to his ascendance to, to the leader, leading role of China back in 2012. So it's not unheard of, um, and sometimes we never get an explanation. We really never got anything for Xi Jinping's a, uh, absence. But given he was replaced, uh, Xin Gong was replaced in this instance, I imagine we'll get something here in the coming months um, about why this may have happened. Um, it, it's, it's noteworthy that he hasn't yet lost his state counselor role, uh, which is something that um, is an even more senior role for him, but it's a much less public role. So you can imagine if he's under some sort of investigation or even if he's sick, he can still hold that role and it doesn't really impact China too much, whereas the foreign minister as someone who's out there shaking hands, meeting people all day long, and you really can't have someone be gone for weeks or even months at a time. Um, so that's sort of, you know, the, is this normal uh, in the, the, the sort of what happens specifically to Qin? Um, like I said, we have, we have very little reasoning here. There, there was also um, a couple months prior to his disappearance from the public eye, there was a news story that was sort of gaining um, popularity in China, or I should say a scandal, where Qin was believed to have had an affair uh, with a popular Chinese uh, state TV uh, news anchor. Um, this this kind of got swept under the rug early on because this sort of happens a lot <laughs> in China. Um, fidelity among high-level high officials is not necessarily um, widespread. Uh, but he is a very high-level official, so that's just one more potential reasoning to add to the stack of what might be going on here. 
and the potential sickness aspect. Um, if he truly was just sick with any old disease, I mean, he's in his late 50s, uh, I think they would come out and say it. But there is a possibility that he's sick with COVID because um, China has had a more recent wave of COVID. And since the government did a 180 on its zero COVID policy to completely flinging open the doors, part of their narrative has been, oh, COVID's safe now. No one needs to worry. And the foreign minister coming down with a mean case of COVID uh, could be a bit of an embarrassment to the Xi Jinping administration. Again, this is all speculation, uh, but that's probably more than more than you wanted to know about what could or could not be happening to Qin Gong. Right. Well, that makes sense. Um, the CCP is known for its kind of lack of transparency around such issues. Um, right, right. So kind of given that, we might never receive a formal explanation. Uh, what, if anything, is the impact on China's relationship with the world? Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. The opacity itself of the CCP system is one of the impacts of this, in that when there's sort of this growing strategic competition between China and the United States, but also China and Europe, Japan, etc., uh, not knowing why certain fish officials just disappear, uh, and then your interlocutor is gone, and you have to start making new relations with, with new folks, uh, that impacts relations with other countries because your, your system is seen as less stable and those, those folks that, that diplomats engage with in order to lobby the Chinese government for their country's interests, they're suddenly gone and you have to deal with someone new. Thankfully for China in this case, the person they picked to replace Qin Gong was the guy who had held the role for 10 years prior to Qin ascending that role uh, back in January. So Wang Yi is a seasoned foreign minister himself, but he was promoted to the role of this sort of CCP chief of foreign policy, which is an even higher role, um, because they wanted him to, to have this, this key role in some of the nation's uh, most important relationships, rather than doing the day-to-day -day grind and, and, and very arduous work of being a foreign minister. So I imagine uh, Wang Yi's going to do this role quite well. He's built a lot of relationships during his 10 years as, as foreign minister, which ended in, in late 2022. So he can pick back up where a lot of those left off. But given his, his age, I think Wang Yi's 69, and the fact that he is meant to, to serve a much higher purpose for, for China's diplomacy, uh, I think they're going to have him in this role for a little bit, but they're going to try to find someone to replace him. And it's going to have to be someone who can play the same role that Wang Yi and Qin Gong filled, which is that as a foreign representative of China, you need to sort of have a, a dualistic personality, be able to be a hawk, be able to be a dove, and turn it on and off depending upon the audience uh, you're speaking with. Right. And so what are some clues we can look for to resolve this saga and understand how Chinese diplomacy will develop from here? Well, for the other clues, I alluded to them a little bit earlier, but any announcement of a public corruption or discipline uh, investigation into Qin Gong, which is what the party often calls it when there's some sort of offense, real or imagined, that Qin may have uh, committed, uh, this would give you a sign that, one, he's gone for good. If there's this investigation into him, uh, these don't tend to rule people innocent, uh, so he's likely um, not coming back. Uh, and two, we could, we could know if there is this corruption or discipline investigation into him. Uh, it, it was partly political in that uh, it was either the affair that got him in trouble and the perceived immorality of high-level officials is something Xi Jinping is trying to clean up, 
or he got on the wrong political side of someone at the top, but that's, again, hard to imagine because he was seen as an acolyte of Xi Jinping. So if, if he didn't please Xi Jinping, maybe, but he was just appointed to the role only seven or eight months ago. So the idea that he's done such a poor job in these seven or eight months, which we don't have any evidence to support that, again, would, it would be odd to think his, his political graces had suddenly fallen uh, with any particular individual. Uh, but nonetheless, an investigation is something to look out for. Also, does Qin Gong keep his other position as state counselor? Um, if he doesn't lose that position, he keeps it and is, comes back into the public eye. We can say, oh, maybe it was a bad pick. Maybe it really was performance-related. Uh, maybe there, this is the slap on the wrist. He loses the foreign minister role because of the affair he had or what have you, but they believe he can be rehabilitated and thus this is sort of only a minor political scuffle. And then what we can look for China's future diplomacy in relations with other countries is who are the folks who are following Wang Yi around and his current foreign minister's duties? And remember, Wang's the replacement, so he's going to be going to countries, shaking hands, going to all these meetings and doing the, the arduous day-to-day -day work that Qin Gong used to do. So there's going to be a lot of photos of him, and if you can see certain individuals, deputies around him, that are always at the most important meetings with the U.S., with Japan, with the EU, those are good, um, good starting points, uh, good, good potential individuals who could fill the role uh, permanently and become the next foreign minister of China, and thus they, they would be folks you would want to watch for how they interact. Uh, are they hawks? Are they doves? What other specific, specific uh, pardon me, skills are they um, Japan hands? Are they, are they U.S. hands? Are they good in the tech arena, etc.? So watching that as well. Um, and then one thing we can look at for China's foreign, um, foreign policy uh, in the meantime, while, while Wang Yi is filling this role as well, is how does Wang deal with his interactions with the West? Um, some have suggested that this change of hands could suggest uh, that China is actually trying to take a softer tone toward the West. Uh, and that diplomacy is part of this, and they want Wang Yi, who's someone who could, who could play both roles, to come back into this role and help sort of rehabilitate the relationship with the U.S. and with Europe and all this. If that is true, we would expect Wang and his follow-up meetings to be taking um, not a conciliatory tone, uh, tone toward these meetings, because that's just not very common for Wang Yi or for uh, high-level Chinese uh, diplomats, but some sort of a more middle ground uh, stance. And if he takes that, we can expect that China really is having a shift from this more hawkish to this more, oh, let's see how we can get along uh, with the U.S. kind of stance. Uh, whereas if he goes out there and does more of the brow beating, more of the telling the U.S. it's all your fault and you need to fix this before we can ever have a good relationship again, uh, then we know that this was not really a change in strategy for foreign policy for China. Rather, it was just a change in personnel um, for, for whatever reason that may be. Yeah, um, I just was curious. You mentioned that um, they removed um, uh, Qin Gong's name from the website. So is it kind of fair to say, I know there's no way to know for sure, but is it fair to kind of rule out health as a possible concern? Um, and kind of, in your opinion, do you think that he is gone for good? And if so, kind of how long do you expect Wang Yi to be the interim foreign representative? Um, and when should we kind of expect an update on that? Okay, very good questions. Uh, I may come back because I have a poor memory. I may ask you to re 
reiterate one or two of those questions. But as far as the website, yes, they started taking his name down. This blew up all over Twitter. People were saying, aha, it's political. Look, they're purging his name from the website. And then a few days later, they started adding back his name to the foreign ministry website. Uh, nonetheless, even though they added it back, I do think the mere fact that they felt the need to take it down and start purging all references of, oh, Qing Gong met with this person, Qing Gong went to this country and did this, shows that there is something political to this. But that still leaves open the possibility that while it can't be a normal health-related thing, you know, he has just some old person issue, uh, it still could be something politically sensitive like a COVID diagnosis, which would be uh, embarrassing for the party. Um, I think that sort of health uh, reasoning is, is, is less likely than it was before the foreign ministry um, started taking down his name from the website, uh, but it's still a possibility um, given that. And then uh, just like I said, I would, <laughs> I forgot the last part of your question. So could you ask that last part again, Emma? No worries. Since, um, I, the last part is just how long do you expect Wang Yi to be the interim kind of foreign representative? Um, and when can our listeners expect an update on that if uh, it is sometime in the near future that we, we get a new foreign uh, uh, minister for China? Well, I think as far as uh, updates on this uh, storyline, we might get updates within a few weeks or a few months about Qin Gong's fate. And that might give us an idea um, about how long Wang Yi is going to sit in this role. If we do have an anti-corruption uh, investigation into him or a disciplinary investigation, we know he's not coming back to this role and that Wang Yi is going to fill it uh, for at least uh, a short time. I would, I would imagine he doesn't fill this role for more than a year. Uh, it's a very critical time in China's diplomacy, so um, it would make sense if Beijing said, hey, well, we've got Wang Yi here, and we've got some really important dip diplomatic issues to solve. Let's keep him here for 6 to 12 months and help him help, him help China uh, fix the relationship with Europe, fix the relationship with the U.S. to the extent that's possible from, from one man's dealings with other countries. So they may very well have him in there for 6 to 12 months. Um, but if that's not the case, we see no investigation into Qin Gong. Um, maybe it is a health issue uh, and he, he recovers, uh, then I would expect uh, Wang Yi to step down pretty quickly. Um, because like I said, uh, this was not the role he was supposed to have. And so he is quite taxed in this position. He was meant to fulfill a much more senior political role. And while Wang hasn't been demoted, he's currently wearing two hats. He's got both the senior role and the foreign minister. One person can only do so much, so he's he's going to be doing both jobs sort of uh, half as good as he could because he's he's working double time here. Um, so yeah, I'd say if if Qin Gong comes back, this could be a couple months uh, if it was indeed a health issue. But if he doesn't, we could see Wang in this position for six to twelve months as China utilizes this this temporary or this interim role to to try to fix a couple diplomatic problems. Well, thanks so much, Chase. For more updates and analyses on this, subscribe to our geopolitical intelligence pro product, Rain Worldview. Our flagship risk intelligence products provide clients with access to the insights and analyses they need to make more informed decisions and drive better risk management outcomes. Sign up at rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. I'm Emma Kami. Thanks for listening.